0: Hey everybody, it's the big guy. I'm back finally on an RPK. I know you guys love to see my face all the time. I know you guys are tired of just seeing me on the RAND episodes, so I'm here back on the RPK. I know you guys love it. I got with me Rob the Hammer, Hammerschmidt. How you doing, Rob?
1: Yo, know, what's going on? I hate to say it, but people out there are not watching your pretty
0: face. I'm sorry, you got uh, some competition tonight. Yes, I do. And it's not I do. me, by the way. <laughs> I mean, Rob, you're a gorgeous man. Uh, Mrs. Hammer, I'm sure, yeah, thinks right. that way. I, you know I do. <laughs> Your son's not really sure. But anyway, we have a, a really good guest tonight. I'm very excited. I actually got to uh, spend a little bit of time with her at the PR7s. Um, Abby Gustitis, welcome to the show. Uh-oh. <laughs> Abby, you there? You hear us? <laughs> Nothing? <laughs> of course. I run the show. Uh, yeah, there. Hold on. So, Rob, vamp a little bit.
1: <laughs> uh, so, uh, hey, for those folks that haven't had a chance to, to uh, check it out, um, check out the, the, the uh, Rugby Rant page. You can also check out um, the MLR Fan Zone. Scott was down in Memphis at the PR Sevens. Uh, he talked uh, with uh, Abby down a- in Memphis. He talked with some other folks down there, had a great weekend, uh, got to see a lot of great Sevens rugby. Uh, and he checked in with the Rugby Rant and the MLR. Uh, and the fan zone uh, quite a bit during his experience. So um, if you haven't had a chance, check it out. (laughs) There was some pretty solid coverage, and the the big guy had a lot of fun and enjoyed himself. Uh, We didn't get to see the big guy um, do a sprint against Perry Baker. Uh, We're hoping that there's an opportunity to do that at some point. If not, perhaps Ben Foden can um, jump on and and do something like that at MCU next season. But we do want to see the big guy race, uh, that's for sure. Um, maybe at some point, if all three of us get together, uh, Scott, uh, Ty and myself, we might just have to have a three-way race and see um, who is the fleetest afoot on the Rugby Rent podcast show. Um, we all know Scott can, can yammer on, but um, you know, I'm pretty sure my money's on me.
0: Yeah, listen, I, I was going to chase Perry around and fee tackle me before I could. <laughs> so I'm gonna of them going to on a David Fee. Uh, he was very excited to win with the experts. Um, the, the little so guy was I able to it was, take it down, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, Abby still – yeah, she – well, I'm not getting anything. <laughs> Perfect. Can she go uh,
1: out and jump back on?
0: Uh, maybe. Uh, see, because now it's saying her, her mic isn't connected either. Um, oh, boy. Do, 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 uh, hold on. Hey,
1: fo- fans at home. We had this all set up. She was good. She could hear us. She sounded great. Uh, you know, <laughs> Hey, I bet you Corbs pulled the plug. Listen, that's it's his setup, you know, it's his setup. It's his setup. So I'm thinking Corbs somewhere in the background said, ah, she's getting too much press. I'm going to pull the plug on this one just to have a little, uh, have a little dig it or take out the Mickey on my girl. So um, that's my guess. We're ju- we'll see what's happening. Um but yeah, fans, we had things going. We're all set. We went live. We're ready to go. And all of a sudden, she heard the intro. And,
2: and, then, and then things went dark.
0: That's, uh, of course, of course. Um, so, anyway, you know what, Rob? How about this? Um, you you talk a little bit about uh, our sponsor, Can I Brands. Okay. How about that?
1: Yep. Sounds good. Hey, folks, if you haven't had a chance, one of our uh, great friends and sponsors, Can I Brands, at canibrands.com is a sponsor of the show. They do a lot of work with the free Jacks. They do some work with some hockey players. They do some work with some USA uh, UFC fighters uh, and their products are second to none insofar as a CBD, you know, pain relieving um, types of products. Uh, There's no, you know, um, uh, non-essential bits in there. Um, All the things are, all their products are natural uh, they're not, you know, uh, dependent, you know, forming and, and habit forming. So it's good for those people that, um, you know, if you're struggling with dependency or whatnot, it's pretty reliable stuff. And they have a number of great products. Um, I know Ty talks a little bit about Can I Sleep, as does the big <laughs> guy, because Can I Sleep helps him come down after we're doing the podcast uh, until the wee hours of the morning, especially on the East Coast. Um, I like the Can I Boost quite a bit, especially if uh, I'm driving go. a long time and and I, I want to. Can
0: you hear us now?
1: I can hear you. There we go. Can... Yes. Woohoo! Well, Abby, let me tell you about Can I Brands. Um, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> but if, so for folks out there, you get uh, what was it twenty five percent off? Percent if, off, yes. Uh, <laughs> everything in your basket if you spend over forty nine ninety nine. Uh, you get free. Shipping. You gotta
0: use the code rant twenty five, Rob. Yeah,
1: you gotta use the code rant twenty five. It'll really come in handy. And again, they have a lot of great products. Uh, Can I fresh is a good one too. Um, I know I use that. I'm a fifty year old old man, um, and I know I, I know I look like an Adonis, but uh, I'm not. Um, and you know, you're sexy, Rob. Yeah. Sometimes nice. get that workout, in in the afternoon, I take a little hit of that, and I'm ready to get my workout going, uh, so I don't crash. So, yeah,
0: and you guys, you guys know I use the Can I sleep? I um, I, especially after going this show. Sometimes this show, I'm up till one, two in the morning doing some edits on Mondays, and I gotta get to bed because you guys know I work full time. Um, so use the code rant twenty five to get twenty five percent off at Can dot com. So now that we have Abby here, um, let's <laughs> cat ca- well, ca- let's start off with a little uh, recent resume. Captain of the Loggerheads at the PR seven, yeah. um, you know USA rugby legend. Can we say that? Yeah. I think let's, we can. Let's hyper hyper up like that. I love it. Um and you know, I, I would say a friend of the show right now. Uh thank you so much, Abby, for ha- for coming on.
2: Oh, thank you for having me and dealing with my technology <laughs> issues apparently, which we were honestly talking perfectly <laughs> fine. I was I like, they, what did they do to me? They they're kicking me out. They don't even want me here. It's fine. Uh, well, we're just
0: blaming it on Corbs. I think. Corbs, I think Corbs yeah. pulled the plug. He got jealous. He wasn't on the show.
2: That's right. You know, it I,
0: wasn't all about him.
2: I know. As we see, oh, you know, there he is. Just yeah. walk him out.
1: Let him know he's always welcome. By the way, anytime he wants to come on, we're we're happy to have him. That's
2: we'll the really grilling him. Up. And just you know, undermines me like that. Well, I'll some words with him later do you have a
1: dog right. does he like give the dog treats so that the dog doesn't come to you just him?
2: yeah just it yeah he, he messes everything up it's fine
0: <laughs> uh so before we get into it rob tell the viewers at home who who haven't seen rpk how it works an RPK or run,
1: pass, or kick works like this. We're going to prompt each question to Abby with run, pass, or kick. And Abby has, just like any good rugby player, some options in front of her. And so if she chooses to run with it, she just let us know and let you know as the fans at home that she's going to run with the question, which is to say she's going to go ahead and answer the question. On the other hand, if she thinks that, that question's a little too hot topic, she might not want to handle that one, she'll go ahead and, like a hot potato, dish it off and say, I'm going to pass, which means she's not going to answer at all, which is perfectly within her rights as any good rugby player does have that option. And of course she can always have a little fun with us. Another way to spice it up a little bit, she could opt to kick. We don't see Abby kick too much on the pitch because she just (laughs) likes to run over some, some ladies. But uh, my guess is she might opt to do that here. She might kick a question and, and uh, Abby, if, um, you don't tell us who you're kicking it to. We'll assume it's the person that asked the question, but you can always direct that kick however you want. You know, we need to play it like the 50-22, spread out our defense a little bit, but it's always good to put us on the back foot every once in a while and have a little fun with us uh, to spice this uh, evening up a little bit for viewers at home. So are you ready for the Run Passer Kick Challenge, Abby?
2: I'm ready. I, You know, we already had two sessions today, so I'm warmed up. Uh, nice. I did a lot of running, passing. I think I did kick like two or three times, so stay ready.
1: Okay. <laughs> Sounds like <laughs> you should use some can iron yeah. brands to, you know, bring your energy back up.
2: Exactly. Yeah, I need that. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> All
0: right. Well, I have the honor of giving you the first question. So for those fans that don't know, Rob does kind of stalk, cyber stalk some of our uh, our guests. So we have some, some very uh, specific questions. So the first one is, uh, Abby, run, pass, or kick. <laughs> is your guilty pleasure watching Total Request Live, or TRL, as the cool kids call it?
2: I have to run with this one. <laughs> I can't pass or kick it. I'm being selfish. And TRL is the best show in the whole entire world. And I'm so glad you guys could acknowledge that. Is it still on? Probably not. I don't think so. This was like 15 years ago, right? I'm showing my age. But Carson Daly hosting that. Are you kidding me? That was the dream. Who went outside to play after school? I was running home to sit in front of the TV. Somehow still became a professional athlete. So we'll go with it.
0: I don't think I've heard anybody reference TRL in at least (laughs) 10 years. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I I saw you did an interview
1: and Carson Daly was in fact one of the interviewers, you know, right around the Olympics. And I think he was kind of impressed that somebody still paid attention to him.
2: It was really weird because I was in like a set up studio in Tokyo in the athlete village. And I was just having a conversation with Eddie Alvarez, who was the flag bearer for the U S who was in the baseball team. Mm -hmm. And, they're like oh you're going on the today show and i was like oh cool who's on that again so i can get some (laughs) intel and then they're like oh like hoda's gonna interview and i was like oh cool And they're like oh but carson daly's on there and then i was just like oh carson daly like he was everything and then i guess somehow like they had already had my microphone on
0: and (laughs) we heard it
2: heard literally everything (laughs) and they were like Hoda was like, "Oh, I actually was going to interview you, but I see you have a preference, right. so we'll let Carson take this one away." And I was like, "Perfect, I'm in." Crush, that's awesome. Though. Yeah,
0: that's awesome.
1: I want to know who Hoda's boyfriend was that had, had played rugby. You don't find many, uh, you know, national broadcasters that that are engaged or, or dating a guy that that's playing rugby like that. It's interesting. <laughs> so
2: no word, no comment. No, no comment. Yeah,
1: we'll leave that one. We'll leave that one alone. All right. So I'll move on to the next question. You know, again, as Scott mentioned, um, I tend to creep our guests on Facebook. I hope that nobody takes offense to that. It's just a way to get some fun and exciting questions and draw fans into the interviews. Um, But I was creeping your Facebook page, and I noticed that uh, we have something in common, Abby. And I was quite proud of this when I saw it. I, I, I leapt out of my chair. Um, and I didn't sprain anything. So I'm not an IR like Scott was a couple weeks ago. <laughs> um, so we have both done the tough
2: mutter. Okay. There right. we go. Yeah.
1: So my question is run past your kick. How tough was it? I mean, you're a tough gal and you, I've seen you take some shots and give some shots. So how tough was it? Give the fans an understanding of the tough mutter.
2: Okay. I'm going to kick this one back to you mm. because I worked with my grubber today and I, it's on point. It's and on point. so I, I'm i happy to add on after, but I, I, I think I need to hear from Rob the Hammer. Hammer. Gotcha. So you
1: figure no. the 50-year-old ex-forward couldn't handle the
2: grubber. Right?
0: Okay. Okay. Right. First of all, don't let him. First of all, he rides his bicycle oh, like 57 miles a day. Don't let him fool you. <laughs> uh, okay. So uh, the Tough mutter
1: like. Uh, we did the 13 miler and we finished, uh, we actually qualified for the national. So I didn't think the run part was that bad, but uh, I didn't like getting shocked a couple times. That was no bueno.
2: <laughs> what? Okay? Why did we subject ourselves? To I don't
1: that? know. Uh, I Here's what I know. I, like you could go around a lot of the events and the key is to get, to be the first one to shove off. Then you don't have to wait in line and freeze your, well your short and curlies off because, you know, it's cold, it's a brisk Wisconsin morning, and, you know, all of a sudden you're waiting in line after you come out of the water, you're doing one of these, right? So so uh, we, we did pretty well in the time, but you didn't really have to go and actually successfully, you know, do the monkey bars across a pit of mud, right? You could fall in and then swim to the end, so it was no big deal. But I... The, I, I finished I was excited that I finished I was I was it was good invigorating glad it was done and we're watching some of the other competitors come through and finish and this one guy decides and, and there's a bunch of these strings hanging down that have bolt they have currents of electricity <laughs> in them right and he decides he's gonna run as hard as he can through the middle of it standing up like like just some gladiator going into <laughs> battle in 300 so he runs through it and literally, every muscle in his body locked up yeah. legit. <laughs> Done. He went face forward and he, and he like face planted into a bale of hay that was in front of him. Ooh. Right. And he's like laying there like unconscious <laughs> for like 10 seconds. Oh his buddies had to wade through the electric currents to pick him up. Right. One guy was doing an army crawl. So that was the part that was tough is getting your shit shocked all the time. I
2: did not enjoy that part. And they make it up. <laughs> end and they're like are you tough (laughs) enough to get through this you did that but can you do this and you're just like why like why why is this part of it i don't understand yeah Yeah, i'm glad
0: i'm unathletic and i don't have to do (laughs) any
2: of that (laughs) so well the the caliber of athletes that i did the tough mutter with i'm not sure where they sit because (laughs) i think i was the only person who could go across the monkey bars over the water like Uh, monkey bars
0: forget about it plunking down I was like <laughs>
1: monkey bars yeah well I, like, I mean they're not all wet and muddy boost. and stuff and there's and that, that if you made a cross they, they could be dry
0: as a bone good. the big guy is not going over monkey
1: bars there's no way
2: <laughs> no yeah so, by the
1: way I did see one of your
0: partners you went through with who had no shirt on
1: yeah not not as well
0: you look like a prop like but like a d4 prop like me oh
1: no, he had the he had the dad bought <laughs> it
0: like 23 yeah. <laughs> that oh, but that's what guys are rocking now um <laughs> it's <in>? but so <laughs> so, so. To, to talk about more, this is actually a really good qu- – Rob d- puts really good questions together besides the funny ones up front. And this one I think is is, is a really good one. So we mentioned it before. Obviously, you're married to former England uh, international and British-Irish lion Alex Corbicero. Um, He joined the L.A. Guiltini's coaching staff as a scrum coach. He's an active commentator on NBC Sports for the Premiership. You yourself obviously going on tour for the Olympics, going on the HSBC 7s tour, doing PR 7s. Run, pass, or kick. How difficult is it for uh, difficult for you guys? Is it to find your schedules match up and make some time for yourselves?
2: Well, first, I thought the podcast was about me. I think he got better intro than I got. <laughs> so we're going to need to work on that a little bit. Oh, we some words later. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, oh, uh, don't
0: worry. We're, this we're just getting into it because you wait for the next couple. I'm telling you, Rob. Great. There's one question at the end that Rob tries to make you cry. By the way.
2: Okay. So that's a be tough ready task. for it. I'm not going to lie. So I'll be <laughs> ready, but good luck. And <laughs> let's see. We are busy, but now with COVID, he does all of his commentating from Zoom. So right. it's, we're both in San Diego and we both love to travel. So when they can align and we get to go travel somewhere else, that's honestly better. But he's, you know, just listening from right right on the other side of the wall just being jealous so if um, <laughs> they, they match up okay and luckily we get to get back on the road for the series again but uh we'll be here for the next six weeks or so and then hopefully head to dubai
0: well i think it's 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 nice to see one you guys can have spend your time together in, in covid and everything and i think it's just interesting being like I don't know, one of the biggest rugby couples in America, let's be honest, you know, how you guys can do everything you want to do like in rugby and then coexist together in a relationship. It's awesome. I just wanted to say that I love it.
2: (laughs) Yeah. It's really great to have a partner that understands the rugby world and the professional side of it. And, uh, I'm very grateful that he is retired though, because I could only (laughs) imagine the two of us competing for who has to cook and clean up and then who gets to use the recovery tools first. (laughs) I'm telling you, there will be some brawls in our house, I think.
0: That's awesome.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Well, it's definitely a model. My son plays, you know, in college and I'm telling him, Hey, find a lady that plays rugby that way, you know, anniversaries, you can go watch the all blacks, you know, for, you know, go in the morning and watch six nations and everybody's happy and nobody, nobody gets upset and nobody loses an eye or something like that. So, um, all right. W- w- you know, Scott wasn't wrong. We're making this about you. Trust me when, when we say that this next question is all about adagisitis, um, run past your kick. You are a crossover athlete at, uh, Columbus, uh, sorry, university of Maryland. Uh, because you played basketball there, right? So run, pass, or kick. What prompted you to get involved in playing rugby?
2: I will run with that as well because I love to share how I stumbled upon the sport of rugby. And first, I didn't know it was a sport until I was a senior in high school. And a girl in my English class like did her report classic like american rugby player and was like oh i'm a hooker in rugby and like waited for the punchline of everyone being (laughs) like is she serious or like oh ha she said hooker right like okay we get it everyone's done that joke for the last 10 years but i honestly was like what the heck is rugby and then she like showed me some pictures whatever i was like okay cool no heard of it sweet and then at maryland I was kind of over basketball. I'd played it my whole life, like through all through college or high school. Then, and it was just, I wanted to do something different. I'd lost that passion for basketball. And so a girl in my dorm was just like, Hey, you're big and athletic. You should come (laughs) play rugby. And that was the quote that she said to me. And then you didn't punch her in the face. I was like, <laughs> I, should I be offended? I don't yeah, understand. Right. But, you know, I went with it, classic. And I showed up to practice, and like people just full contact. They're like, okay, we're going to start tackling people. And I was like, what? I was like I've literally never tackled someone in my life like and they're just like you know cheek to cheek like your cheek to their cheek and I was like <laughs> that's that's a technique like what's going on this is so strange who are these people why are they doing this and then here I am right 11 years later probably almost closer to 12 still playing rugby and <laughs> I went to practice on a Tuesday, and then I played in my first game on Saturday. And they're just like, you're sweet. Like, yeah, we'll give you whatever you need. And I was like, oh, sweet. What do I need? Pads, like helmets, you know. They're like, yeah, just cleats. Uh, it's going to be just the boots. And then, you know, you get one of those, like, $1 mouth guards. You it you're <laughs> exactly. fine.
0: And then you're chewing on it. It expands as you chew yeah, on it. Yeah.
2: I was just like, uh... But – Honestly, I was looking for some friends. I went to University of Maryland, like you said. It's a huge school, and I had some friends in the dorm, but then, you know, I was like, I should probably exercise every now and again. So, yeah, I'll just play rugby. It's fine. I'll run around, hit some people. I grew up with two older brothers, so it was only natural I fell into the sport and got a chance to let my aggression out at some point.
0: I like," she said. "Well, it'll keep me in shape. That's not what I was thinking when I played in college at <laughs> <and> all. <laughs> not even close." <laughs> Farthest from my mind. Um, uh, so, I have the next question. So, many folks are familiar um, with the American rugby landscape, and or if you watch this show, we talk about it all the time that women's rugby is the fastest growing game for women uh, in high school and college in, in the United States. Um, so, run, pass, or kick, what is the key to developing this game so that way we, we can get to the same level as the men? Good
2: question. I feel, like, a little selfish that I want to run and answer all the questions.
0: Danny Barrett, I think, ran with every question, so you're not uh... the... Yeah.
2: Yeah, that's right. Okay. All right. Well, maybe I'm going to start running, but then if I see a defender and the space opens up behind, I might just, you know, yeah, chip it over to you. So just be She's doing the
0: Dylan Fawcett, the old Dylan Fawcett chip and chase.
2: (laughs) (laughs) But honestly, just, we need eyes. We need eyes on the game. Mm -hmm. It's there. It's happening. Why aren't people aware of it? And why isn't it televised so people can watch it? That's, on. Like, how are you going to grow a sport when it you can barely find a link to watch it online, mm-hmm. or then you do find a stream, and then the stream goes out, or, or it's it, behind you a know, paywall. R- right. Exactly. There's freaking geo-blocked everything. So <laughs> <Yep>. I. <laughs> Could go on my own rant strictly about the live streaming and services, but I won't. Um, But I think, like, right, the game is growing and there's so many people wanting to try it. You don't meet people who've watched rugby and then they're like, nah, that's not for me. Like, that doesn't happen. I honestly don't think I've ever met someone that did not fall in love with the game. Like, I made my parents come to San Francisco for the World Cup barely having watched a rugby game. And they sat (laughs) in the stadium all day for three days in a row. I was like, hey, guys, I got a break, like, an hour. They're like, no, Kenya's playing. This is (laughs) good (laughs) stuff. I was just like, oh, yeah, you guys just flew across the country to see. Oh, no, watch the game. Yeah, I'll catch up with you. But (laughs) – It's like it's a game for everyone. It's and then, especially sevens, it's so Mm -hmm. exciting. And you get to watch all different competitions within the one day. But all rugby, it's freaking fast, it's physical, people scoring, people putting hits, and the finesse. It's just so exciting. It's unlike any game that we have here already. So I just wish we could get more eyes on the women's game but rugby in general as well and you know something like pr7s which started and one of their huge goals is equality across men and women and i loved that about it I was a big proponent for it and it's it's about time that people start doing that more right like absolutely yeah so and it's funny but, well here's
0: the
1: It's funny you mention the PR sevens, Abby, because uh, you were recently hampered by a bit of an injury right around that time that the PR sevens came out, uh, but you were heavily involved in promoting an event, heavily involved in the event itself. So run past your kick. Why do you feel it is important to continue to support the PR sevens events?
2: Oh, goodness. I, I will, I will again run with it because... Well, sevens is a gro- is growing within rugby as well, and I think people are getting more eyes on it. Crossover athletes, whoever it's in the Olympics, that's in the lore for many people, mm-hmm. and let alone the equality that was started. And I think we need some, we need better domestic rugby in America, and playing club sevens for six weeks out of the year is just not good enough. And like I came from club rugby, but luckily, you know, had the funding and the opportunity on my own to then put myself in travel teams to eventually get seen by a national team coach. And that's how I ended up in the national team. But if you don't have those opportunities and you're not able to put yourself on an airplane to go somewhere, then there's leagues like PR sevens, which, you know, connected to community rugby, Memphis inner city rugby was a big partner with them, they brought in local talent. And that's just huge for the game and the, the rugby community, which has always been all inclusive, and welcoming and everyone has that shot. And I, so I think that's really important. One of the values that PR sevens had, besides the equality was that community outreach, and that's only going to help grow the sport even more.
0: Yeah, when I was at the event in Memphis, they had all the kids there. Um, and I know the, the day prior they had a big uh open field rugby practice with all the, the, the Memphis inner city rugby peak kids. And um they looked like they were having fun. It was a party atmosphere that I could see from I was look I was in the, the press box, you know, whatever. Yeah. But big there was pass. it was it was yeah, it was still a party atmosphere down there on the on the field level with uh, all the fans that were there. And then I got to kind of, um, you know, roam the the field a little bit. Um, and, you know, you could feel the energy from the fans. A lot of big plays, a lot of big hits, men's and women's. Um, you know, a lot of – even at the end of the day, you know, guys were getting tired and the girls are getting tired. But it just – man, the, 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 the level of rugby didn't deteriorate at the end of the day. Um, it mm-hmm. was nice to see. Um, so um, – in 10 years, uh, will we look back on PR7s as one of those watershed events that changed the landscape of women's professional sports in America? Run, pass, or kick?
2: Cool. Let me let me kick it back to you. I'm, in, I'm intrigued to hear someone's perspective that wasn't involved in the event. Sure.
0: I definitely think so. I think – Doing this outside of, you know, doing having professional sevens outside of HSBC, you know, the international events in this country is what we need. And I think it's easier for a fan to swallow the seven style, go to a tournament. You know, we've all been to sevens tournament tournaments before, so we know what kind of party atmosphere we want so that i think that's the biggest draw and that's how you get eyes on the women's game like you were saying you know i do think eventually as the mlr progresses you'll see more eyes on the fifth women's 15's game because you can see in the premiership now teams like you know the saracens and 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 uh, the chiefs and all that they're showing their women's matches for free on streams now through their websites and the men are dr- are driving the the money to the women's side so that they can get eyes on the women's game. Right. So I think eventually we'll get there for 15s, but I do think tens will have a way quicker impact on the women's rugby uh, scene than 15s will.
2: Totally agreed. And I think it's really critical in America as something for PR sevens can be sort of that pathway to the Mm -hmm. national team as well, because Mm -hmm. in other countries, New Zealand, Australia, England, they have, higher level play than we do at the club level like they have the premiership in england but then new zealand and australia both have sevens leagues where their talent pool is so huge compared to ours we are like scraping to try and find players like we know they're there but why aren't we seeing them how is no one found these athletes that are probably top level and we can spend a couple years teaching them rugby or there's these young girls who are finding, you know, girls rugby or developmental teams. And that's going to help close that gap between national team and club mm-hmm. levels. And then that's only going to progress the national teams further and allow them a broader selection and just the, Higher quality of play against one another, and then getting better on the international stage, winning medals mm-hmm. at the Olympics, at Sevens World Cups, etc.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, Rob has heard me go on the soapbox before many times on the rugby <laughs> rant when we talk about nor, uh, nor, uh, women's rugby in North America, and the fact that the women had to sell T-shirts to help finance their trip to the World Cup, I found disgusting, yeah. and. it's hard to support usa rugby when the women have to do that and don't get me wrong i have a lot of friends on the men's team and i love them to death but like how they're selling t-shirts to get the financing for it to me i I just i just found it to be bullshit um to be honest especially when you want to be you know we want to break out of the tier two status on both sides well how do we not how are we not funding women and we know women have had more success on the international level than the men have so what are we, what are we doing here? But that's, that's me done F- for more rants. Follow us on the rant episodes on Thursday nights.
2: 100%.
0: So
1: uh, we would just want to uh, say a shout out to one of our major sponsors been with us for quite some time to keep the lights on. And that is tight head brewing company to Chicago's premier location to watch rugby and enjoy quality ales and loggers for all seasons located in Mundelein, Illinois, in the heart of Lake County owner Brewster and the tight head staff will ensure that you are kept well hydrated so you don't miss a single scrum. Tighthead's room is like the familiar rugby clubhouse in which friends and teammates can meet, socialize, and enjoy the wide variety of brews on tap. And Tighthead does a great job of supporting local rugby here in the Chicago community. They are a huge sponsor-promoter of Lake County RFC. So if you're up in Lake County, Chicago, you gotta try Tighthead. Because when you want Quality ales, quality loggers. ed Brewing Company will satisfy your thirst. Tight ed, it's worth more than a try. All right, thank you, Abby. We appreciate your patience on that one. Um, it wouldn't play.
0: be a rugby show if we didn't have a beer sponsor, right, Rob? <laughs> yeah, that's
1: right. Fitting. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, it's got to you got to fit with the with the audience. And and um, we're going to get back to some of the questions for for Abby here. Um, but we're going to change it up a little bit, throw a curveball, and go with our quick tap segment. And Abby, you're just going to, you know, we're just going to give an option, a quick this or quick that you tell us which one you choose and you can explain, not explain. You could just okay. leave it for people to think about. One, totally
0: one of easy. these questions is controversial, Rob. I just realized that third question. I can't wait to see what her answer is.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that'll be a good one. Uh, I, I, I'm interested in hearing the answer to this one. All right. So ready. Uh, we're, this is just a warm-up, too, by the way. Just a little, little quick one here. Uh, better code, sevens or fifteens? Sevens. Okay. See? Easy. No no big deal. All right. Uh, amp it up a little bit. Toughest opponent, New Zealand or England? New Zealand. Yeah, right. Black ferns are, are a tough lot, right? Okay. Here it is. Okay. The GOAT. Jordan or LeBron?
2: jordan all day nice there we go oh number 23 i wore 32 during my career because i didn't think i was quite michael jordan but i wanted to still be in the same mix okay
1: (laughs) see that folks in chicago not only can you like tight head but you can like abby because she likes mike
2: (laughs) perfect
1: all right um let's see movie rom-com or horror movie it is we're coming up on halloween cool
2: uh, it's tough i'm gonna go horror but only if there's no like um paranormal like no ghosts yeah. no ghosts no, yeah yeah i can't be doing that but like just some weird creepy guys like going around like yeah that's fine. Yeah, like slasher no. flick
0: classic slasher flicks right
2: yeah 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 okay all
1: right God, those, i hate those all right <laughs> um holiday beach or mountains
2: beach i live by the beach for a reason i want to be on holiday all year round
1: (laughs) you do live in san diego so you got to go to the beach right exactly all right last one romantic dinner cruise or a six nations match live
2: six nations match live come on (laughs) i've actually been to wales england Nice. um, In Cardiff, and it was unreal. The environment was electric, and yeah, I I would love to go back. And I'd like to go to England and, you know, be in Twickenham for one of the games. And I'm sure, I'm sure it'll happen at some point, right? Like it's just a matter of time. Yeah, you might know
1: somebody that could get you in. I suppose. Yeah.
2: Like like, I'm like, can I get two tickets? He's like, sweet. Where are we going? I was like, oh, I just, I was gonna. No, no. Yeah, I guess we go. It's fine.
0: Such, such, I have to unfortunately. My, while my wife, I'm a rugby fan. I drag my wife to events, and most of the time, the I took her. We we had our honeymoon in London, and I got tickets to Saracens. Uh, I'm a Saracens fan, and TT Satelli was on the team. Happened to be during Six Nations, and TT got a start, which was awesome for me. Went there in my USA jersey, and while he was warming up, I just kind of like. Went like this and he stopped what he was doing to come over and, and, and give me a hug and take a picture but it was pouring uh i tell you that to tell you this so this year we went to go see rooney play new england at new england and rob has seen the pictures i brought no foul weather gear it was pouring it was lightning my wife ruined her phone and she said i don't think i'm ever going to a rugby match ever again
2: <laughs> <laughs> wow she's done you ruined her
0: yes so i will be flying solo so, it could be me and Rob going to to to, to the <laughs> international matches. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Dang.
1: Uh, yeah. So,
0: uh, I got we're back to the RPKs, and I got the next question. And this is actually a question that when I saw the announcement come out about the Sevens uh, schedule for 2022, something rang in my head that seemed unusual. So, we're going to go with this. Run, pass, or kick? are you disappointed that the U S women will not be competing in the Canadian and American legs of the 2022 seven series? And do you know if there was a reason given as to why it's only show having a men's series in those two legs?
2: I am going to run with it because the USA women want to play in the U S and want to have a home stop. And no one understands why we're not included in LA and, They, we had our Glendale stop for three years and that ran out and we were hoping to get the opportunity to play in LA with the men and Vancouver is amazing. And I love going there, but I do love Langford, which is the women's Canada stop later in May and it's on Victoria Island and it's beautiful. It's great time of the year compared to Vancouver, which is probably so, but LA, (sighs) That was disappointing for sure. Like we're trying to grow the sport, as we said, we want to get eyes on it. They just started the event. Was it two years Last, ago? Yeah, yeah. Right before I, COVID. I,
0: yeah, mm-hmm. I think yeah, so. Right
2: before COVID hit, and they we're they were like, "Oh yeah, it's the first one." So it's like, okay, we still had Glendale in 2019, mm-hmm. and then that was 2020. But then after that, I'm like, so uh, where was the invite?
0: Yeah, I I don't understand. You're having two legs in Dubai, men's and women's. You can't have women's. And we're a North American podcast, so we, we talk about Canadian rugby, too. So our friends up north, we have a lot of Canadian fans that we're friends with, and we're texting each other like, wait there's no women on the Canadian or the American legs like right up yeah. front. And we, it was just so confusing to me and so disappointing. And again, I just feel like what, what are people, you know, you, you, you want to talk about you're pushing women's rugby and then the action's not there. So in my, in my opinion, again, it's, it's kind of bullshit, but.
2: I agree. I'll, I'll talk for you. I'll talk for you. I, yeah. Thanks for saying that. <laughs> I can't say the exact same thing on here, but <laughs> I I assume that they'll try to hold like another tournament. We tried to hold that fast or we Mm -hmm. had that fast four in LA when the men were there as well in June in the lead up to the Olympics, but like, and then they just had the fast four in Edmonton alongside Mm -hmm. it. So it was cool that they have those opportunities and they are playing those games in between the men's tournament. So you are getting, audience to see women's rugby and i mean the comments are always the same like whoa the girls hit just as hard as the men are like oh and it's like you know it's the sports are even across the board for a reason right like Mm -hmm. we are capable no we don't play with the boys but we play our game and it's so fun to watch and just get us out there get us involved we want to be there (laughs)
0: Rob, this is one of those. Tell me, you 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 met a person who never played Division Four, and and this is a, so. We had teams where on the men's side, when they didn't have enough guys, their women's side played with the men. <laughs> really? In fifteens? In oh yeah. So imagine getting blindsided, you know, by a short little four foot nothing woman as you're running down the pitch because you didn't even see him because they're so small. I mean, it's happened it happened a lot where you were like got run over and you were like, what the hell just happened? And you just wake up and you're like. Who ran what me over? Yeah. Much, who who was the the Canadian
1: uh, player? And I've forgotten her name. Who won the player of the tournament in the PR sevens? Uh, oh, God.
2: Delaney. Delaney. Yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Man, she hits like a freight train. She's all about five foot two or five foot three, right? Yeah. And the very last the last play of the game, she mm-hmm. has a try-saving tackle and p- drives out her opponent that's probably twice her size and running like yeah. a Met truck. It was so impressive to watch, and she was highly skilled, um, super fast. It was really an absolute pleasure to watch uh, that final with all those wonderful athletes, you know, competing at such a high stage. It was great to see. So speaking of which, so my question, my next question dovetails off of that. Many of your fellow national team members, you know, on the 15 side of our playing professionally in England, most notably. We've had her on as a guest before, Kate Zachary. Uh, I mean – Just an absolute monster, but a pleasure to talk to and share uh, (laughs) rugby with. Um, So the question is this. um, Does the U.S. need a professional 15s league run, pass, or kick? For women, that is.
2: Yeah, I was like, (laughs) No, uh, yeah, I'll run and then be ready for the kickback. But of course they do. Like, we're sending all of our top athletes over to a foreign country to play with, other countries, rugby players, like maybe we need to start, you know, pairing it with MLR, but why shouldn't every MLR team partner with a women's team and have the exact same schedule? You use the same resources. You have facilities. It, it just seems like it makes sense to me, like we we don't want to be shipping players over crossing borders just to get a decent game of rugby in like we do have athletes here not saying it has to jump to whatever the mlr is 10 teams i'm sure that's wrong i don't know sorry (laughs) i'm a sevens (laughs) gal but like yeah start with four teams and then you can have a competition there there are plenty of women in this country who play 15s at a higher level sevens is what's really is newer and there's a shorter pool for it but the 15s national team pool is huge in itself and they want their girls playing like women are always looking for opportunities. So I will kick it right on back to you now.
1: Oh, I, well, I think we know what Scott and I think. I mean, All right. Scott
2: well, is, yeah. let me start. I think Abby okay, Abby might've
0: you know, Abby said she doesn't listen, but I think she listens because my my whole spiel about I don't know, three months ago when we talked about this was why haven't the MLR teams adopted their local WPL teams? Because I would say seven out of 10 women that are on in the 15s Nationals American team, right, if they're not playing sevens or they're not in the premiership or somewhere else, they're playing on their local WPL team. So how come – the MLR teams haven't adopted and picked them up and use them as curtain raisers. I mean, don't get me wrong. You know, Rudy throws in the local women's clubs all the time, but I feel like if you could take the WPL teams, which are, which are more competitive and, and have them as the curtain raiser and throw them on your Facebook for free. You know, that's how you get more eyes on the sport. I mean, you know, Rob knows anything Rooney, I'm going to watch. I go to all the home matches and I go to all the curtain raisers for a reason, you know? So I don't understand how that hasn't been done already. And George Killabrew. You know, this is your time to listen. He does listen to our show every so often. So maybe you guys should be picking up the local WPL teams and pairing them with the MLR teams.
2: Yeah, I love that idea. And they're already established, so it only mm-hmm. makes sense. And now you see the MLR teams are partnering with youth rugby and high school rugby, but it's always boys and it's always men. And I get it. You need to create a pathway for your team. But don't forget that this is – this is solely a man's sport. Like, please just open your eyes, right? Like women play this sport. Women are great at this sport. Just give them the opportunity that you are providing these young boys and males coming through.
1: And women are some of the most committed fans Mm -hmm. out there, right? Once they buy into rugby, they'll, they'll uh, consume it all. Right. And some of your most loyal fan base uh, comes from the women's side of the game. So why not partner in the
0: way that Scott talked about? Sounds like a great idea.
1: So, um, so Scott, I think the yeah, next one's yours Yeah, now. the
0: next question is for me. So, um, recently Sarah Cox became the first female uh, official um, to officiate a Premiership match. We had Cat Roach in the MLR becoming the first uh, woman to officiate an MLR match. One of your Loggerheads coaches, Tiffany Faye, friend of mine, friend of the show, was the first uh, female coach in the MLR. So, run, pass, or click. Globally, what does this say about the sport of rugby that women's are are, are going on the men's side?
2: I'll run with it. I I don't think it says anything but positives and that mm-hmm. the sport is growing, the trust is growing, and women are just as capable, if not more so, than any man to referee or coach the other sex. Like that I mm-hmm. have never understood women should only coach women, men should only coach men. Like, no, like it's it's about the skill, the knowledge, the adaptation of the coach for the players or what a, what a woman isn't fast enough to keep up with the men's game run against Naya Tapper or Jazz Gray or (laughs) I
0: think
2: think she'll be okay. Like I'll, I'll raise half of you, but I'm not the fastest person on pitch, but no, I I mean, it's great that rugby it's always been known as an all-inclusive community, super welcoming. The camaraderie is why people stay, but, We're finally elevating women and we're putting them in those positions and I'm here for it. I blow them up on social media when I get the opportunity because that's going to continue to change this game for the better and it's only going to get more eyes on it.
0: I mean, I want to say Rooney had the number two scrum in 2019. Rob knows this because we talk statistics, statistics all the time. And Tiff was their scrum coach. So what, what does that tell you? You know, it, right. it doesn't matter. The, the, it translates over. It doesn't matter men or women.
2: Yeah. And 100%. For,
1: and for fans watching, you know, number one, I, 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 lo- I officiate wrestling – I have for a number of years, and um, what I love when I watch other officials is, is officials that are able to control the match just by their tone of the voice and their demeanor. And I think Kat Roach does a tremendous job, on point, professional, calm, cool, collected. Is and and I didn't she do the sevens men's final at the PR sevens? Yep. She yeah, did. yeah. I thought she did a tremendous job. And
0: our buddy Marquise was uh, assistant yep. referee for that one too.
1: Right, right. Oh, and, Marquise. Yeah, yeah. So um, and by the way, for folks watching in a couple of weeks, we're going to we're going to have Elaine Vassi on, you know, again, a general manager of an MLR team, uh, first female to be in that position. So that's good to see, too. So you get some insight and some, um, you know, a a a different perspective um, that's you know, significantly needed here in uh, American rugby and specifically the MLR. So I'm going to go to the next question. Uh, we're going to focus a little bit on, on um, American rugby more specifically in the men's side of things. Cause I think some things have happened recently that are not controversial, but they're certainly driving some conversation. The men's U S Eagles and rugby Canada sides have been fighting for world uh, rugby world cup qualification over the last, you know, this summer. And then later on this fall, Rugby Canada lost to Chile, thus ending their run of being in every World Cup since 1995. And now the U.S. lost um, to Uruguay, so they have to play and beat Chile to keep, well, not to keep their chance alive, to certainly
0: qualify out of yeah. and
1: avoid, you know, going through the reperage Um, So run, pass, or kick, do the men's Eagles qualify for 2023?
2: I'm going to just kick it back and anyone can feel free <laughs> to chime
0: in. <laughs> I mean, it's, I think we're going to talk about this uh, on Thursday. So fans tune in for some in-depth conversation about it um, or, or in the, in the coming weeks is because I think the match is actually in 2022. Now that I'm thinking about it, yeah. but I mean, I think, I think we're going to take care of business. Uh, Uruguay curb stomped us uh, that I was at the PR sevens and that was, as I got down to field level to watch the championship matches, the the teams that weren't in it um, you know, my buddy, Chris Matina, First thing he said, didn't say hi. He goes, "How are the Eagles doing?" And I was like, "Just don't watch. <laughs> you don't want to know." It was it was that type of that type of match. But I do think we bounce back. I do think we get that America's number two spot. But again, you could check us out. Uh, we'll talk about that more in depth on the rant side. We just like to get perspective on on everybody and you know and and go through it. So this is Rob's question. Rob, you got to do thirteen because this is like your question, yeah, right? Is. So this this so- is the one. Oh wait, wait! Before before you before you do it though, Abby, just you know after the the last question, uh, which is two questions from now, just you know keep a thought in your mind. We're gonna give you the mic for a couple minutes, and if you want to give a shout out or talk about you know something near and dear to your heart, you know start thinking about that.
1: Okay, Abby, I'm sure you know in your role you've done a lot of coaching or or, or done a lot of camps and encountered a lot of young girls that are starting to pick up the oval ball, and so I, I don't need you to close your eyes, but uh, I want you to <laughs> kind of. Um, imagine if you will, a young girl walks through her door. She might be 11 or 12 and, uh, she's coming home from school and she's eager with excitement because, um, she got to experience something special at school. So she's a bundle of nerves and she's about to tell her parents that she would like to join her high school women's rugby team. And she is not sure how will they, how they will respond. You are her coach. Why should her parents let her play rugby?
2: Oh, I could just talk for an hour on why, but I let's see, why should they? Because, first, healthy, physically fit, get to go, run around. Second, welcoming community. We already spoke on it to no end. The camaraderie, every single person is welcome. And I think that's so important, especially for young females going through that stage in their life where social media tells them one thing and rugby continues to show the positives. It's body positivity, a hundred percent of the time. And there's so many safe techniques taught in rugby. I think that's what scares parents. And I would put it out there immediately. Like you're taught to tackle safely, like head there's so many laws put into place nowadays that will keep your child safe will keep you will keep yourself safe but beyond all that it's it's like the life lessons like rug that rugby teaches you and instills in everyone that is so fond of this game the discipline the character building it it resonates so much further than just a game and you meet incredible people that will be a part of your life forever. And I could call up someone I met 10 years ago playing rugby. I'm like, Hey, I'm coming through your town. Like, could I crash on your couch? And like, I, it would always be, yes. Like the people are just so incredible and that culture is cultivated and it has been forever. And it's just everything about it. I just love. And you like, met my fiance through it. Like I've met my best friends through it and I will always be a part of the rugby community, but I will always have rugby in my life in probably multiple capacities if we're honest, but definitely in a few.
1: So Scott knows this. And and so anybody that's watched probably knows this, but I got a chance (laughs) this last spring to go down to New Orleans for my first MLR game. And that's the team I follow is Nola Gold. And um, when I I called up my mate, Benji, never met in person. We've only communicated over, you know, Zoom calls, et cetera. I said, hey, mate, I've got tickets. I'm coming down. He goes, well, um, you're not staying at a hotel. You're staying with me. So it wasn't even a question. Right. And my man Benji and his wonderful wife Sean put me up for the weekend, tolerated me, carted me everywhere, <laughs> showed me a great time. And like at the end of the day, I'm I'm at um on Sunday, I'm we're gonna I'm gonna be leaving the next morning early, but I went to a team function and I'm you know hanging out with Tim Falcon and hanging out with uh, a lot of the boys on, on the on the team and their ticket guy, Jared Cusumano, he's one of my guys, he comes up to me, he says, So what have you loved most about this? And like I'm getting emotional. I seriously got emotional. I'm like, it's the people. It was the people down in New Orleans that for me made the experience a hundred percent what it was for me. And um, so shout out to, to all those people, Dan Falcon, Sheila, Dougie, you know, you all knew who you are. Thank you so much. And, and Abby's a hundred percent, right? It's, it's about the people you meet because they're
0: special. Every one of them. Absolutely. Um, so we're coming up on the last question here. So, um, you know, we had Mike Tolkien on the GM for PR sevens, I want to say about a month ago. Um, and he was talking about how, you know, the, this stop in Memphis was going to be the only stop for 2021 and what they were, they were kind of field testing the idea. Right. And, uh, then he said, um, we're going to, uh, uh, do some more touring in 2022. So run pass or kick. Um, are you looking forward to being the PR sevens and participating in 2022?
2: Run with it. Yes, I didn't get to play, as you mentioned earlier. Picked up an injury at the Olympics, and it kept me out. But I would love to take the pitch with some amazing women and aspiring eagles. And I think there's a lot of talent out there, and we can continue to showcase. Pr Evans, you know, did a great job for their first hit out, and I think there's a lot of growth to come. And let's get it out in San Diego. That would be the dream.
0: Yeah, absolutely. We got to have it on the coast. We, if, I'm telling you, we could do a, a Detroit Toronto swing back to back. I have a lot of ideas. Uh, <laughs> Eric Nemoth and and Mike Tolkien and so, and so Skinner. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, Owenskin. The word to contact me. I was talking with him all weekend. Um, <laughs> Abby, thank you so much for answering those questions. And now we're going to give you the the mic for a little bit to talk about what you want to talk about. Oh,
2: floor is mine. Yes. Um. Actually, well, what first came to mind is there's a few things, but one of my inspirations is my cousin, Ashley, and she has a terminal lung disease called cystic fibrosis. And so I'm a big advocate for the cystic fibrosis foundation and they get the word out, they spread it and they're just, there's endless research they're trying to do. So if you're looking for a great cause to support that is always my go-to. I, I play this sport because she's unable to, you know, do anything athletic with it affecting her lungs. And she, so she, her and her daughter who is my goddaughter. They're like my go-to, my wise, what I think about when I'm, my lungs are burning up and I don't want to be doing it. It's like, well, no, there are people who can't be here, but, Another organization that I met through PR sevens was girls Inc. And it's across several communities and their sole focus is just developing women and like focusing on every aspect, whether that's like their health, their education, they're setting them up for jobs after school and there are after school programs. They're in different cities and they they have mentors there So a few of us that went to the Olympics, about 10 U.S. players, and then Izzy, who went for Mm -hmm. Brazil, we went and we shared the sport of rugby with them for one afternoon in Memphis. And it's so... Like, the effect it had on us was probably greater than the effect you would think. Like, oh, Olympians are coming to these girls. Like, they're going to be so, like, inspired or whatever. But it was actually us like we were the ones who were inspired by these women and them sharing their stories and just opening up to us and then being so intrigued by rugby it was so special and it just reminds you for the most part like it reminded me how lucky I am to live the life I get to and yes you've put in hard work but you've got those opportunities that many people don't get and you forget about that as you get into the years and years of Mm -hmm. playing rugby in the same place, but getting to travel the world and showcase this sport to everyone. And it just, it it was humbling and motivating to me to, you know, get back out there and give it everything I have because I am lucky to be in this position. And there are so many young girls and women who want to be a part of our team. And I just want to encourage every girl, woman, anyone listening to you can do it. Like you can play rugby. It's for everyone in it's scary at times and you're going to hit obstacles. You'll face adversity. We all do, but it's, just continuing to push those boundaries and backing yourself a hundred percent of the time. And so,
0: yeah, no, I love it. I gotta be, if, if, if I have any advice for any women out there who are hesitant about playing rugby, Go out there, run somebody over your first time, and you, that not, you will not stop playing. Trust me. Uh, Abby, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, we appreciate you uh, taking your time out to do this interview. Um, you're a great role model for any rugby player, men, women, 7s, 10s, 15s, whatever code you're playing. Um, follow Abby on all of her social media. She's a fun watch. Um, I'm Scott Ferrara, the big guy. That's Rob the Hammer, Hammerschmidt for our buddy Ty who couldn't be here today. Thank you guys so much for watching, and we'll see you at the next.